Hey guys, how are you? This is Jim Gavin coming at you from the Key of Awesome Music podcast today. Happy New Year. Happy 2018 to everybody. Hope everybody had a wonderful end of 2017 and are off to a great start this year. Today's topic is about public domain songs. So the, the topic actually is the beauty that is public domain. Uh, so just for some definitions, so everybody can kind of get an idea of what this is and why it's so important. Um, the legal term public domain refers to works whose exclusive intellectual property rights have expired, have been forfeited, have been expressly waived, or are inapplicable. For example, the works of Shakespeare and Beethoven and most of the early silent films from the 10s, 20s, and 30s, 40s, whatnot, are all now in the public domain by either being created before copyrights existed or by their copyright term expiring. This term came into play in the mid-18th century. So there are three conditions that a song would fall into that would meet the public domain requirement. 70 years after the song was written, if it was written before February 15th, 2000, or February 15th, 1972, sorry. Number two is 95 years after the song was written, if it was written after February 15th, 1972, or 120 years from the year of creation. So, <laughs> songs that are basically really old or are written by somebody a long time ago uh, would be in the public domain. So you don't have to secure a license for the right to record and reproduce. Mass produce, distribute, or sell public domain songs from the original composer once a song goes into the public domain. If a song isn't in the public domain you would, and you would like to record a version of it and sell it, you need to get in touch with the Harry Fox Agency. They have resources to secure a mechanical license to do so, but it will cost you a little bit of money. It's not really that much. It's about nine cents for every single CD you want to press. So think about if you want to press 500 CDs, it's going to be maybe 45 bucks to pay for a license for a particular song you want to cover if it's not in the public domain. Um, but this is why so many artists doing their own version of Christmas songs. You see so many of them now because uh, many of them are in the public domain and they don't have to worry about asking anyone's permission to record it. They can just do their own version, put it on a CD, sell it, all is good in the world, and they get to reap the benefits. Um, so just essentially, most Elvis, Johnny Cash, and Michael Jackson songs have the ability to fall in the public domain as early as 2067. It's about 50 years from now. Some of Elvis and Johnny Cash songs would fall in the public domain as early as 2042. It just depends on excuse me, when they were written, if they were before the 1972 sort of uh, deadline. So here are some songs that fall into the public domain, just so you're aware. And if you're an artist and you want to go into this and are interested in, in recording public domain songs, um, just some ones that are really popular uh, that I had looked up. Uh, Take Me Out to the Ball Game, the one from the seventh inning stretch baseball you hear, uh, Amazing Grace. Ode to Joy, and basically all songs from classical composers like Bach, Beethoven, Mozart, Stravinsky, Tchaikovsky, and many, many more. The Star-Spangled Banner, our national anthem. Danny Boy, the traditional Irish ballad. You Are My Sunshine. This Old Man, Casey Jones. Let Me Call You Sweetheart. When Johnny Comes Marching Home, You're a Grand Old Flag. And here, the next few are a bunch of Christmas songs that are in the public domain, and there are many others, but these are the most popular ones that I found. Silent Night. Deck the Halls, We Wish You a Merry Christmas, Joy to the World, Jingle Bells, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Very, very cool. I am really intrigued by all of this. It's definitely something that I've gotten into with, with the people that I work with in developmental disabilities. They are, you know, they know a lot of these songs just because they've listened to them from childhood and just over and over and over repetition. So in order for us to like get some of our own individuals musical skills 
uh, and abilities and showcase them to the public and not have to worry about paying for anything and doing it on the cheap. I just find public domain songs that are popular. For instance, we just did a bunch of Christmas songs this time around maybe a few weeks ago at a, at a really cool studio in Mount Holly. And we used a bunch of these public domain songs. We didn't have to worry about paying for a license for any of them. We just recorded our own versions of them, put them up on a Bandcamp page online and kind of showcase uh, the fruits of our labor from what we do in music programs. Pretty cool. So for more information on songs that are in the public domain, you could check out pdinfo.com. That's p-d-i-n-f-o.com. And you'll find a list, huge list of songs, Christmas and non-Christmas songs, just ones that are written a really long time ago that are in the public domain where you can do your own versions of, and you don't have to worry about uh, kind of stealing someone's copyright by accident if you didn't mean to. And uh, then you'd be smooth sailing. You don't have to worry about anything else. Just go in the public domain website and see if a song that you're interested in, is, it falls into that. Um, that's it for today. Just wanted to talk about public domain. It's really important to kind of get why they're in the public domain and kind of the rules about it and, you know, which songs are in there. So it's pretty cool. Definitely something to look forward, look more into if you're an, an artist that wants to do songs and, and uh, that people are familiar with um, if you're an up-and-coming artist. And even if you're an established artist, you know, it's it's a great market to get into. Uh, so this is Jim Gavin signing off from the Key of Awesome Music. Have a great day, guys. Bye-bye.